Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show with your host, Jason Brown, where each week Jason teaches you how to get yourself and your clients brutally strong and, of course, well conditioned. What's up, everyone? Jason here for another episode of Strong AF X Well Conditioned. Thank you for joining me back. Today, we are talking about why you should not perform a squat cycle. So, quick backstory. I've done more linear cycles than I care to admit. Um, but, you know, even in that, I think that it's a vital part of the process. We learn a lot through our own training. This is something I talk about all the time, being in the trenches, putting yourself out there and experimenting. Because at the end of the day, if you're programming for a client and you're having them do a linear-based cycle and it's not something you've actually done yourself, it's going to be tough to really execute that in the best way. Um, not only just knowing how it should go and how it should feel, but also what is the end result that we're looking for. So I think that, you know, if you haven't experimented with linear cycles, I actually would recommend that you do if you're a coach. Uh, for athletes out there, I wouldn't recommend it. And we're going to get into why. Um, so uh, there's one cycle to me that sticks out. And, you know, just full transparency, there are cycles I have done that I had success with, um, but there are far more that I did not have success with. And what does success look like? Well, success could look like a number of things. And what I have seen to be the case for a lot of the cycles I have done, and again, one in particular comes to mind, um, is that you get through this long, arduous process and you come away from it with maybe a small PR and maybe it's maybe it's five pounds. And I know the in the particular instance I'm referring to, um, I, I went through a full 12 weeks of programming. I'm not gonna name uh, what cycle it was, uh, but I went through a full 12 weeks. I followed it to the T. And this is actually before I had kids, which is uh, even more interesting. I didn't have kids. Um, my, my, my main focus in my life was actually training. I owned a gym. Um, so I was putting a lot of time and effort into my training. I was uh, heavily focused on and on all aspects of, of things that go with that. Of course, my nutrition and, uh, you know, things like sleep and, and stress management and, you know, had the time to devote to a cycle based on more linear percentages. And, and the overall goal of that cycle was to develop maximal strength. So after a long process of putting in the time, putting in the effort, being consistent, all things considered, it was a lot of time and energy for very little payoff. Uh, I actually only saw a five pound PR on my back squat at the time and uh, other lifts actually didn't come up at all. None of my Olympic lifts came up. Um, I actually think there was a, uh, my snatch at the time actually went down a little bit. And I think it was just a kind of a product of the fatigue, um, that I had occurred, uh, incurred across that 12 week time frame. Um, later on, you know, things started going back in the right direction, but you know, the main thing here is that there was a lot of time and energy put in and I was a different person back then. I had different, uh, responsibilities. So, you know, when we think about all things that, go into success of a training cycle. We need to have a lot of our ducks in a row before we do that. And I think nine out of 10 people that I come into contact with have a major amount of responsibilities. I don't work with any 20 somethings. And even those people, I would say that there is a better way to train. And, you know, I think that if we want to just boil it down to um, thinking about something like conjugate, why that's more successful, why I've seen more success with the people I've worked with, um, it makes sense. And, and we're going to delve into some of those details in a minute here, but I think it's important to know that 
there are a lot of things that need to be considered. And even with the, I would say, optimal schedule where you are able to devote your time, there are certain reasons or certain things that I would look to first before making that decision, whether or not you want to do a linear based cycle. And, you know, I will be the first to tell you, I've seen plenty of people have success with it. Um, I've personally had success with it, but I've had a lot more success with a nonlinear approach using a concurrent approach. And just again, all around fitness, um, 365 days a year, I've seen much more success with that than I have trying to devote my time and effort to one quality of fitness. All right. So that, um, and again, I would say if I had to quantify, it's not, it's probably not less than 20, 20 linear based cycles. Now we're thinking about a, a 20 year time span. Um, I wouldn't even count in my teens, which I certainly did a lot of linear training back then. Um, you know, even from, from eighth, ninth grade up, I did a lot, a lot of linear based training. This was well before, uh, I was even, I, I probably didn't even know what conjugate was back then, but, um, I didn't start getting into conjugate in, in until my early twenties. I think it was around 20 years old. Um, and uh, you know, that, that uh, kind of speaks for itself what happened from there. But if I had to just kind of guesstimate, I'd say we're looking at around 20 ish linear based cycles. It could be a lot more than that, but uh, it's really hard to go back even further than that and recall what exactly I was doing. I think I was, you know, back then you could probably do anything and get results. And I was certainly getting results, but um, not the same results that I would get later on. And um, of course, there are many other things that could play into to that. But um, if we're thinking about just what this this boils down to, what it looks like, it looks like a lot of time and energy dedicated to build a singular quality of fitness. Now, if you look at a textbook, you know, a textbook that comes to mind is Periodization by Tudor Bomper and Gregory Half. A phenomenal book, a book that I own, a book that I've studied extensively. Uh, I think that there's just a lot to be left to desired for the, the majority of people out there that are attempting to improve one quality of fitness. Now, when we think about the prospect of improving, say, maximal strength, over the course of say 12 weeks, what goes into that? Um, there's a lot of energy and time that is spent at building intensity over time. And when we do that, there is the trade-off, the trade-off of losing other qualities of fitness. That's why a linear block style of training can be done in various ways where you spend say eight weeks focusing on one quality, then you spend another eight weeks focus on another and so on and so forth. And, you know, there's no, there's no hard and fast rules. You could certainly do it a number of ways in terms of duration, but what I have found to be a better, better choice. And just if, if strength is the goal and, and whether we're talking about power or we're talking about strength, or we're even talking about things like GPP, a better option is using a concurrent approach. Now I've heard various stories from Louis Simmons about his experience with linear training. And I always remember the quote that he uses, like going three quarters of the way up the mountain and coming back down. Whereas, you know, you're trying to get to this, this summit, this peak of performance and in a quest for doing that, you lose other things along the way. So you never quite get to that summit. You never really get to your peak of what your performance could be because you are trading one thing for another. So I think that's a really, a really poignant, um, idea. And I think it's, it's important to note. And I think the, 
the the counter to that a lot of people make is that well conjugate works best for geared power lifters and if you're not a geared power lifter then it doesn't work for you well i would c- clearly disagree with that i mean i've used this system with with hundreds of thousands of people over the years at uh you know high point we had over 200 gyms using this style of programming uh conjugate x conditioning and it looks a little bit different back then because it was delivered at a CrossFit box. But we had, you know, 205 gyms using it. Each gym had an average of 100 and something members, if I recall correctly. So you can do the math yourself on, on that in terms of a daily basis, how many people were using this training. And, you know, the results were what they were. They were, they were you know, very, very high. The results were consistent because we were not trying to, to use a linear style of training. And in a group setting, I think it's even less advantageous to use because, you don't know when people are coming. You don't know what their background is. You don't know um, just a variety of things that you need to know to be a great coach and make sure that people get great results. So I think in that setting, it is even less less prudent to use. Even though I see plenty of people still talking about it. It's like you, you don't use a linear, you know, I saw a post recently. It was like, hey, you should use linear style training to get buy-in at your affiliate. I think that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it's dumb because in a group setting, you don't even know when people are showing up. Um, and lo and behold, I actually looked in the comments and there was someone that said, oh, I quit my affiliate because they use linear cycles all the time. And, you know, I couldn't make it to the set days. That was something we heard all the time. Oh, I can't make it these days. And if you can't make it these days, then how are you going to run a linear cycle? It makes zero sense. So if you're running a linear cycle at a CrossFit affiliate, then I don't even know what to tell you about that. That's that's asinine. Don't do it because you don't know when people are coming. And also look at other things like, do people really need that? Do do people need to focus on maximal strength for eight weeks? Do people need to focus on hypertrophy for eight weeks? Why don't we just do all of those things on a weekly basis and be more well-rounded? You'll get people not only better results, um, but you know they're going to feel better. There's going to be less mental burnout. People doing linear cycles at a CrossFit gym, and I know because I've done it, by the end of that cycle, they are ready to move on. <laughs> they are they are ready to use different variations. They're ready to use a different style of training. They are ready to get away from using calculations to calculate their percentages. So um, I think that it is a terrible idea, idea at a CrossFit affiliate. I would highly recommend you not doing that. Um, secondly, on an individual basis, if you're working with a one-on-one client online, you know, it, it certainly can work. I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't. This isn't an absolute here, but I think that you have better options at your disposal because at the end of the day, people have responsibilities. They have stressors. They have uh, things that might not put them at their very best. And of course, they can auto-regulate, but percentages, a lot of times what happens is, is that people feel bound to them. They feel um, mental setbacks if they're not able to adhere to the percentages. So that has another trade-off outside of just the lack of progress, how people feel mentally. If people feel like they're not going forward, then you may be at risk of losing a client. Instead, having less rigidity in a program, having them build to a heavy, heavy whatever for a given day, having them go based off feel, having them do speed work that's less dictated by percentage and more dictated by bar velocity is a better way to go. Building general physical preparedness year round is a better way to go. Not taking, don't take time off from doing that stuff. It takes a long time to build that. And it's something that needs to be done on a regular basis. So I don't think that you can just, you know, stop doing it and expect for good things to happen. I think it needs to consistently be in a solid program for those things to happen. And then if we're just thinking about just the return on investment, a lot of time and effort for 
potentially subpar gains. I mean, if you get a five pound PR and you're busting your ass for eight weeks, I don't think that that is something that I would feel good about. I know I didn't. And I know a lot of people that I have uh, worked with and, um, you know, seen go through a very arduous cycle to make, you know, less than stellar gains doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, conversely, when I shifted, uh, I actually came to it that the, that particular cycle I was referring to, I came to the tail end of that. And I said, basically said, fuck this. I'm, I'm not doing this shit anymore. This is, this is a waste of my time for such a tiny payoff. And not only that, I am worse in other areas. Now my conditioning is worse. My body feels like shit. I feel rigid. I feel, uh, very just burnt out both mentally and physically. And I immediately went back to using conjugate to using my conjugate template with essentially two heavy days, two speed days in conjunction with doing mixed modality style conditioning. And lo and behold, I started hitting PRs again. And I'm not talking five pound PRs. I went from a, a 285 power clean to a 315 power clean in the, in the span of, I think, six weeks. Um, you know, the strength is certainly there. I, I was strong prior to that, but I was able to build myself back up pretty quickly, which I think is, um, is a testament to the way I trained my training history. But needless to say, I started hitting PRs again regularly. I was hitting PRs every single week. I remember during that stretch of time, I was like, every time I hit the, I picked the barbell up, I'm like, I'm going to hit a PR. And I did, I hit a PR every time it, it, it didn't stop for years. And, um, you know, eventually I got to a point where I started to shift gears, but even in my mid thirties, I hit lifetime PRs on my power clean. I hit a lifetime PR on my, uh, on my jerk, uh, from a rack, um, lifetime PR on a trap bar deadlift, you know, so uh, push press lifetime PR. I mean, I'd go down the list. I mean, basically just about every lift I hit a lifetime PR. Um, but, but even when I was doing that and hitting those lifetime PRs, I was still doing CrossFit. I was still doing, uh, really well in CrossFit. I actually, um, got to a place where I competed in the 2018 open and did the best I have ever, I've ever done. And that was without really doing specific CrossFit style work. I was more just mixed modality style and cardiac output work. And right before the open, I hit that PR on my jerk from the rack. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know if that's enough evidence, but I feel like we live in a world where everyone just wants evidence. Well, my evidence is the proof is the results I get for my clients. Um, you know, we have close to a thousand people on our training subscription. We actually just tested for the first time in almost a year, uh, back squat and a bench press. And we did a three week progression where we built up to it, a heavy three, heavy two, and then uh, a heavy single or one RM, depending on how you're feeling. And we had just lifetime PRs across the board. You can go look at my CXC page and see how many PRs are on there on Instagram. Um, you can join my Facebook group and just see this stuff happening real time. People hitting, you know, we've had, we had uh, close to 10 guys over 500 pounds in the squat. We had a few guys over 600. We had plenty of guys in the high threes, low fours and the bench press. And these are regular people. These aren't power lifters. These are people that are training with full range of motion. They're not wearing squat suits or bench shirts or anything like that. Um, and they're also, you know, still doing aerobic work. They're still doing, um, a, a fair amount of GPP work on a regular basis. So at the end of the day, results are results, right? I mean, you can just can't bullshit that I, I, I can point you to a study, but the study is only as good as the results and my results are what they are. And I'm not going to sit here and toot my own horn, but I'll tell you right now, you're not going to see my clients doing a linear cycle ever. Um, and, and, you know, as these, you know, subscriptions continue to grow, we get more and more people on there. Obviously, you know, the numbers will speak for themselves and they, and they certainly already are, but 
at the end of the day, aside from anything I've done in my own career as a strength and conditioning professional, I, I think the main thing to think about here is that what are people, what do people really want? And I, I think most people, their goals are modest. And a, a CrossFit gym, I used to always say this to box owners, like, what do your people really want? Do they want to do better at CrossFit or compete in the open? Or do they just want to look better in their bathing suit and feel better and have more energy? And I think that the latter is the case. And as they start going throughout that process, they start realizing that having metrics to support, you know, having their performance be in alignment with the way they look and feel is, 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 an, is an important thing to a lot of them. But we can certainly get there without having to spend time on a cycle that is dictated by someone's training schedule, someone's training history, someone's muscle fiber types. Do percentages play out the same way across an explosive person? Someone that's very type two muscle fiber um, dominant versus someone that is an endurance athlete? No, they certainly do not. You could have an endurance athlete do 90% sing, or ninety percent for their front squat and they, they might be hitting five to eight reps. Whereas someone like me, 90%, you know, hitting a double at that's going to be probably a good day. So just know that they play out differently across the board. I would rather ask someone to build to a five rep max versus uh, trying to adhere to some arbitrary percentage. Or let's say we haven't doing five by five at 80%. <clears throat> you can certainly use percentages like that. What I would recommend is doing them for shorter periods of time and, you know, changing the variation more frequently. So let's say you're doing um, a, a more of a linear based work with your squat pattern. And for four weeks, you use a box squat. And then for four weeks, you use a front squat. And then for four weeks, you use, um, you know, a Zertra squat. And then for four weeks, you use, uh, you know, a, a, some type of accommodating based resistance with your squat pattern. So you can do it like that and ma still make great gains. But trying to follow a very rigid, elongated cycle is, in my mind, silly. And <laughs> for all those reasons. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you've never experimented with it, I would recommend you do it. But, you can do it in a smarter way, like I just mentioned. Use a four-week progression. And, you know, maybe you're using something like cluster sets or you're using uh, a different variation every four weeks or, or or something of that nature. And you're still using other modalities in your training. So, you know, I guess one could argue at that point, is that really a linear model? And I think in some ways it certainly is. And, you know, dynamic effort in some ways is linear, but the, the focus is on bar velocity. So there's less chance of the loading being a deciding factor. A lot of times people just need to go lighter with that work um, versus asking them to do, you know, uh, four sets of two at 90%. I mean, that's that's gonna be very much dictated by how someone's feeling on any given day. So I think that all things considered, for most people, it's not a prudent way to train. For most people, there's a better option. Check out CXC if you haven't already, that's a better option if you have the experience to support it. And um, if you don't, you just want to look good and feel good, then there's other options for you too. I just think that in, you know, spending a lot of time trying to do some type of cycle that um, may or may not get the result you're looking for doesn't make sense in my mind. So hope that helps, guys. If you have questions, feel free to uh, drop them on my IG. Uh, I post about this stuff all the time. We just did a post about why you shouldn't do a squat cycle. Drop your comments there. I want to hear uh, what you think, what you've experienced. And uh, we'll see you on the next show. This was another episode of Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. And be sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms. 